Next on BYU Sports Nation, injury-free until now. BYU loses top receiving prospect Nick Kurtz to a broken foot. So what now? Cougar Camp All Access goes next level with the coordinators, Robert and I and Nick Hell. Plus, David Nixon joins us live, what he saw on Saturday's scrimmage, and who's going to start at inside linebacker? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, back to work on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, August 11th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with now two-time BYU intramural champion, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, baby. We took home the title in dramatic fashion Saturday. We were down... Oh, more on that later? Oh, no. You want right to go, go there now? Oh, let's go there now. Okay. Why wait? Thir- grab a Snickers. 33 <laughs> seconds left. We're down six with the ball. Uh, drove down and scored a touchdown with uh, no time left on the clock. PAT, uh, Zach Brady, our quarterback, runs it in, and bang, biscuit. We won the uh, flag football intramural championship. It was awesome. What you're missing, Jerem, is that I allowed a certain play to happen with Oh, about 40 seconds left, so that we well, could make that, three was make that dramatic of, comeback. Yeah, there was a touchdown given up that was long by someone that allowed it. I did give you the game <laughs> ball after the game saying, if you hadn't have allowed them to score with 33 seconds left, Look, we wouldn't have had that dramatic comeback. They were running that stupid pick play, okay? It's yeah. illegal. Our, our font coordinator today on the... On the program, Tommy Walter caught the game-winning touchdown pass, so it was it was very fun. It was it was fun to win it. The only problem with winning the same, I guess, semester that you won another one, which we won softball, is it's the same shirt. Am I complaining that I've won two? Yes, but why are you complaining? I shouldn't. You know, it's the same shirt. I have two of the same shirt. That's a great problem. That I would like another shirt. Wherever and however (laughs) you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Our team name, by the way, Team 18. And speaking of that. East Hartford, Connecticut, preparing for a BYU invasion at the end of the month. Countdown to Connecticut. 18 days. It's really close, my brother. It's kind of surreal. When you start it so far away, it's like, wow, is it really going it's to happen? It's real. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked, man. We're almost there. An actual We're almost game. there. An actual game on August 29th. I'm over the practices already, by the way. I just want to see games. I love going to the practice and watching them, but I'm like, oh, let's watch games. Let's go. You're in game mode. You have a war wound, my friend. Diving on the turf. Artificial turf, man. I'm not wearing, like, full sleeves. Where'd your bandage go? This is for go? fun. It wasn't sa- bandages on your elbows are weird. They don't stay on. Gotta There's get that, just a lot of, like, tape on that thing, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's a war wound. I'm not wrapping it up with tape. Come on. Join air, air dry this baby. <laughs> Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. Which is... What is the biggest headline thus far in BYU Fall Camp? We're going to break down uh, Nick Kurtz's injury, what that means, why or why not, is it a big deal? Uh, and so what's your biggest headline thus far in Fall Camp? Hashtag BYUSN. To me, it's that Nick Kurtz got hurt. At JMan426 on Twitter says, Christian Stewart showing well in camp, backup quarterback. It's always comforting to have a good backup QB. I talked to him for the first time Saturday. I really like talking to him. Really smart. The backup quarterback is maybe the best interview on the team. Let me tell you why. He knows everything, and no one really talks to him. So he's, <laughs> so he's anxious when you talk to him to be like, hey, I want to talk to someone about the stuff I know. So he was, he was really good. 
Amazingly, you can go see that interview on youtube.com slash BYU TV sports. Because he went to church, he was approached about rejoining the BYU bass or BYU football. Yeah, team. He was, he left BYU all bitter, uh, tore it up at snow and then got zero D one offers. He was like, what the heck? He sees Jay Omer, BYU strength and conditioning coach in his ward randomly. And Jay Omer's like, we need you back on the team. And he got back. He's now on scholarship, by the way, Christian Stewart is. Well, he should be because you've just seen him throw the deep ball. Good grief. Money, man. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is good. Connected with Devon Blackman again on Saturday, and we've seen him do it how many times this fall camp? 18. Probably probably that's the number of the day, right? (laughs) BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for a Monday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The Kurtz Hurts. Nick Kurtz had his left foot in a boot on Saturday. Say what? I, that, everybody was like, what in the world is going on? I looked at, I saw him on the sideline and immediately it just went crap. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Come on, man. You know, I, I talked to him for a second. I said, Nick, what's up, man? How are you? And he said, I wish I could say I was good. He's like, I'm just okay. And that's understandable. Yeah. Out six to eight weeks with a stress fracture. That is what Bronco Mendenhall told us. He'll see a foot specialist today. I learned that the six to eight weeks designation is kind of status quo for this. So they're holding out slight hope that maybe it's not as serious. And until he sees a podiatrist, we're not going to know for sure. But the six to eight weeks is kind of just like, well, that that's usually what it is. So not good. Having him out anytime is a huge blow to the BYU wide receiving core. But why is this? Why is it such a big blow? Why is it such a big story? Listen to Taysom Hill talk about Nick Kurtz last week when we asked the quarterback how much better Nick is now compared to spring football. It's not even close. You know, I, we, we talked about that the other day, just looking at him from spring to where he is now. He, he's an entirely different player. He's, he's so confident. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows all of his routes, and, and he's playing really well. Again, that was last week with Taysom Hill pre-injury. Expectations are enormous for him, Jerem. So how do we gauge exactly what BYU lost here? Yeah, I, I thought he would be, uh, of if, if you had to pin the Cody Hoffman production replacement on one guy, it would be on Nick Kurtz. Now, he's not going to carry the team the same way that Hoffman did last year. Uh, JC transfer, junior, I, it's not one for one. But I thought that he would produce pretty good numbers and be the guy. He Watching practice, he sticks out the most of anybody. I know that Mitch Matthews on the boards in the receiving room is the guy at the top of the list right now for the BYU receiving course. So that's good news that there's, it's not necessarily Nick Kurtz all in. There's a lot of talent in this group. However, we don't know exactly what he can do, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Snarky here. Zero. Nick Kurtz has zero receptions and yards at Brigham. The point is we don't know what he w- could do. It's, we're just projecting and guessing. Luckily, he's not like a thousand-yard receiver that we know, you know, is out and whatnot. It's a, it is a bummer that Nick Kurtz, Kurtz is out. I I wonder if he's out, you know, four to five games if they go. Let's go redshirt. I don't know. We'll see. He he has a redshirt, I believe, that he could use. But BYU's going to have to make it up with other guys. Now, if there's one guy that replaces that, okay, who's going to step up? Jordan Leslie. The proven commodity. We're not talking so much about replacing Nick Kurtz specifically like, at that position, but just the production, receptions and yards. Yes. the production that he can I tell you we why? assume would bring. Jordan Leslie sat out of the scrimmage on Saturday. What? Why what? did? Why didn't he? Play? He's proved himself 
at UTEP and in practice so far. They value him greatly yeah. already. That's I was like, wow, they sent him out. They didn't send out Trey Dyer and Devon Blackman. Let's not dodge the fact that I was told by multiple players and coaches on Saturday that Nick probably was the best receiver at fall camp thus far. Even though Mitch is the guy, the leader in, in the, the statistical category in the locker room, Nick was the guy that they were like, wow, he's, he's balling out. And that's, a, that's a direct quote from one of the players. Thursday, we saw him catch a fade in the end zone and red zone work. We saw a catch in the back of the end zone that was up high where only he could get it. I was impressed and very excited. So for him, to, for Nick Kurtz to be out is, is a blow. I don't know how big it is, though, because he hasn't played in a, in a game yet. But you go with Jordan Leslie as the guy yes. that can step in and give BYU the production. More targets for Jordan Leslie now, That I think. Nick Kurtz, would, we assume, would give them if he were healthy. What do you think? How, how do you argue against Jordan Leslie? You know, I mean, he's the guy that Taysom Hill has apparently targeted the most in fall camp. He's throwing the ball to him a ton. Mitch Matthews is going to step up as well. But, yeah, Jordan Leslie is the guy. He's the proven guy. If, he's if, got great hands. If Jordan Leslie had something to prove, they would have played him on Saturday in the scrimmage. They didn't. He's ready to go. You brought up the possibility of a redshirt for Nick. If he sits out five games, is it worth BYU to say, hey, you know what? We want you for two full seasons. There, yeah. What if BYU's 5-0? and then you go, well, we didn't need him to go 5-0, and so we could redshirt him. Or you go, well, let's put him in there so that we can turn this into something special, maybe. Even then, when, when you say six to eight weeks, you know, like, it's not like the eighth week and first day after that, it's like, he's 100%. Like, there's still a time to get back. So th- this is a bummer, definitely. But BYU's got to step up and, and do what they've discussed, which is, oh, we think we're deep. So let's see it. Maybe this is a ridiculous conversation because, as you mentioned, Jeremy, he hasn't played a game yet. So how do we even really know? Yeah. Wes Walker thinks he's good. We're going off that. But all signs point to the fact that he's a difference maker. From what we can tell, he is very difficult to defend. Other news and notes trending in BYU Sports Nation from fall camp. How about Trey Dye, the emergence of a young freshman? He garnered a lot of attention on Saturday from what he did on the field. Long touchdown catch. Yeah, got called back by a penalty, but the breakaway speed. and then he He's caught- shifty. He's quick. There's a difference between speed and quick. He's very quick. He caught a pass, uh, a, little, a little throw out to the flat, and he made three or four guys miss just like that. It was he, a snap of a finger. He's been told, by the way, that he could make a, a big impact on the season, but he needs to know the playbook better. So he's in that freshman uh, learning mode right now. Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall had more on that. Listen to this. Once you get the ball to trade eye, he's skilled with it. So whether he's returning the ball, whether he's catching it in the flat, even when we hand it off to him, we've done that some. He, ha- he has a nice skill set with the ball in his hands. Still needs someone, most of the time, standing behind him to tell him where to align, what to do. Uh, but if we can get that caught up, uh, he could be uh, a nice player for us this season. It kind of reminds me of the Jamal Williams freshman situation where it's like, yeah, he's a dynamic talent, but he's still young and still learning the offense. So We, we- didn't talk about Jamal the same way we've talked about trade eye. There wasn't that, that hype. No, not even, not even close. Not Jamal, close. No, Jamal. It was like a guess. Like, oh, he could be good. But Trey, it's like, oh, this season, like he's gonna have some catches and make some plays. But Jamal Williams had a significant impact his freshman year. Yeah, I'm talking preseason, not what yeah. happened. Okay. I'm just saying, I feel like there was some hype around Jamal Williams. Not very much of what he compared did. to Trey. I'm telling you. Okay. Bronco, mentioning the trade die, the talent is there, just needs a little bit more. Adam Hine also had a great uh, Saturday scrimmage. He leaped a dude. like It was, it was a really pretty highlight. 
Uh, he's a great option at running back. Maybe, maybe is he the third string running back? Yeah, if Jamal's one, yeah. <sighs> he needs two for UConn, man. Maybe Bron- the main runner. Paul Asika is more of a fullback that occasionally runs. Yeah, Bronco also mentioned the offensive line has been better at this point, better than he expected them to be at, That's in, good. in fall camp, so all signs point to uh, positives there. What is the biggest headline thus far in BYU fall camp? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Laser Sheep. Receivers, receivers, receivers. They're really catching all of the attention, wouldn't you say? Yes, they are. (laughs) Yeah. Bomb Squad. What? At Foot Doc 24. I wonder if he's a foot doctor. Wish the first mention of a podiatrist on BYU Sports Nation was under better circumstances, (laughs) hoping for a quick recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe at Foot Doc 24 can uh, give us some more insight into what Nick Kurtz's the best case scenario. Let's be optimistic so, about so this. So if he actually has a stress fracture, how fast are there can he get degrees back? of stress fracture? Yeah. You know, what's know. the fastest he could get back? It's a second degree stress fracture. At Crazy Kook Fanatic, depth of team is put to test as many fall to injuries. I hate the depth card. I, with, I will wish it could just be starters. But yeah, uh, you need depth. You need guys. We'll have a Cougars in the NFL update for you later on in the show. And Daniel Summerhays performing well at the Rory McIlroy show. <laughs> Coming up, BYU defensive coordinator Nick Howell on his new responsibilities and who talks the most trash. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Monday from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Download our podcast on iTunes at BYU Sports Nation. I always say it with the Twitter handle. I don't know why now. It's just... It's just habit. Also, the RSS feed, you can subscribe to it for other devices as well. BYU Sports Nation at this. Should we name our podcast at, at BYU, BYU Sports, Sports Nation? Nation? <laughs> then it's promoting the Twitter handle all the time. It's all inclusive. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised at some point if there's a show that's just at, maybe there is one Maybe now, there already is at, at exactly. whatever show. You would think there is. Because then it just the promotes your show right away. Yeah, reformation in our society. This, this gem in from Twitter, speaking of, <laughs> BYU sophomore safety Dallin Levitt with an early gem. At D underscore low two. Wisdom tooth about to get pulled. Wish my mommy was here to help me. That sounds like he left his phone open and one of his roommates got it. <laughs> like that, that, is that real? Oh. Wish my mommy was here to help me? Have you seen Dallin Pro- Levitt? Yeah, he doesn't he's, look like a guy that says the huge. word mommy. He's put on a ton of muscle. He, for me, from year one to year two, he's the guy that I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he reps the 503 well. There's a reason he went from defensive back to safety. What is the biggest headline thus far in BYU fall camp? That is our Twitter question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, Foot Doc, uh, at Foot Doc 24 got back to us. Okay, Tim here Quist. we go, here we go. Hard to say how long Kurt's recovery will be without seeing x-rays, but six to eight weeks for stress fracture sounds about right. Oh, man, I want you to say three weeks. <laughs> Trust him, he's a doctor. I want you to be like, it's an, in miraculous situations, it's, it's three to four weeks. But, hey, you know, thanks, Foot Doc, for getting back to us. Yeah. That's the beauty of social media and following at BYU Sports Nation, yeah. correct? We get the latest from, from, the, from a 24. podiatrist. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> More on Nick Kurtz and his situation specific to the BYU offense and the receiving core with offensive coordinator Robert and I in about 20, 25 minutes. 
We did talk to the defensive coordinator as well. Nick Howell has taken on a whole new set of responsibilities. He's been dubbed the guy by Bronco Mendenhall. We went two-on-one with him. Cougar camp all access with the defensive coordinator, Nick Howell, right now. We are getting you ready for the BYU football season with insider access to fall camp. This is Cougar Camp, all access on BYU Sports Nation. Camp all access with BYU Sports Nation and defensive coordinator Nick Howell. You have taken over an increased responsibility this year, Nick. What's the difference for you as an individual between last year and now this year being the guy on the the defense? Uh, Mostly just play calling, I'd say, you know. The planning and preparation has been pretty similar, but, you know, I get to decide, you know, what bullets we're shooting, and kind of that way, it's fun. that's kind of been the difference. So You've been nicknamed Bronco Light by some people. Is that on purpose or just by accident? They probably don't know me, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How are you and Bronco different? Um, that's hard to say. I know I I'm not as smart as him. Um, I think I'm a little more relaxed than him, um, probably that, but think as far as you know getting the guys to try hard and you know same beliefs that way being physical and trying hard like that on paper it looks like this is arguably the deepest secondary that BYU has ever had Mm -hmm. Uh, compared to last year when you guys were plugging and playing what kind of a difference have you seen this year coming into camp with guys healthy and so much depth the main thing that I've seen is uh you know you have more good players there's more good competition you know there's not as many good players there's no competition there's a level of comfort so you know, there's kind of a new guy every day jumping out, and competition makes everybody play better. That's what I would say. We asked Remington Peck about the dynamic of two teams in fall camp, the defense versus the offense. He said, yeah, I hate those guys during the fall. Is hate too strong a word, or is that accurate? Shoot, when we're between the lines, it's probably pretty accurate. But <laughs> then, you know, Coach does a good job of bringing us back together. But in order to play this game, you got to, you know, physically want to own your opponent. And if you don't, then... You know, if it's a guy you lock her next to and you treat it as that, you're not going to be ready to play because it's physical and, you know, you got to have the right mindset. You know, not with the, you know, malintent or anything, but just you got to have your mind right to go get after somebody, you know, whether it's your teammate or, you know, whoever lines up against, against you. Does that then translate easily into game one when you play Connecticut against those guys? I think so. You know, you're trying, that's like I'm saying, you're trying to develop the same mindset all the time, whether it's practice or a game. And, you know, the guys that can do it in practice, they are setting themselves up to have a better chance in a game. With an increase in depth, we've noticed that you've run a lot of nickel formation, five defensive backs on the field. Is that an, an emphasis to get uh, those athletes on the field this year? You know, today we didn't because, you know, a couple guys didn't play, but you can't play nickel until you stop the run. And from what I saw today, we're putting nickel at risk right now. we got to stop the run. So Some people paid 1000 bucks to have the fan experience the last two days. What did we miss? getting to know us um, <laughs> I don't know you can ask them but shoot I mean I think you see love for our players passion um, a lot of energy um, camaraderie in the meeting room and you know guys learning and attacking and seeing really how difficult it is to play the game of football seeing how difficult it really is to prepare um, seeing that unity develop and that chemistry develop and those are the kind of things I think that they got to see pretty cool what kind of potential does michael davis have switching again now from receiver back to defensive back i liked mike davis today in particular you know the thing that i saw that he did couldn't do a year ago was tackle and he came up and made a couple plays on screen um mike davis is a good dude man just do whatever you ask him do does it with a smile on his face and uh, i like him and i think he can play either one and 
right now we need him there, you know, and we'll see how it goes as the season progresses. But, you know, when you got a guy that fast, you got to play him. With really recent return missionaries, do you have a specific plan as, plan as to when you can let them go 100% like Troy Hines and Harvey Lange? Definitely. we got to be smart. You know, we can't, we can't give them too much too fast. And I'm not talking about the playbook or what they got to think about. I'm talking about their bodies and that quick twitch fiber and muscles got to, you know, reacclimate and um, it's just got to be in bits and pieces. A good example of that is Bronson, you know. Early in the year, Bronson's freshman year, we were playing him 10 times a game in a pass rush deal only. You know, maybe that's the thing for Troy is he can certainly pass rush. And so finding situations where he can come in the game and pass rush right away. And then with Harvey, I mean, that's there's really no way around being physical at that position and playing physical. But it's just at practice, we got to be smart. We can't overuse their legs. we got to, you know, pull them back a day, increase them a day, pull them back a little and make sure that their bodies can handle it. We know that defense uh, thrives on trash talk and being aggressive. Who has the biggest mouth on the BYU defense this year? In a year? good way. The biggest mouth. <laughs> biggest trash talker. That's a hard one right there. Craig <laughs> Bills can do it. Some, a lot of those safeties, you know, the littler guys that stand back there further away from the ball, they do the talking while the other guys are smacking. And So we don't, honestly, we really try not to talk to the other team. I don't, I don't see our guys talking much. I, I, our guys are running to the ball and trying to talk with – you know, get to the ball and clean another, you know, get to the ball and clean a guy up and, you know, just letting the physicality really talk. But we really don't have any, I don't think. Okay, thanks, Nick. All right, fellas. Defensive coordinator Nick Howell, two-on-one, Cougar Camp All-Access with BYU Sports Nation. The number one thing I take away from that interview, Jerem. He called us fellers. Well, that and no, not that. Just wait and see what Robert and I called us. Coming up. <laughs> He says that there is better competition in fall camp. That's been the biggest difference that he's noticed from last year to this year is because you have more depth. Hmm. It's going to make your players better if you're going against higher competition every day in practice. Yeah, two sides of that. I would love to just have the guys in there great, and you hope that you have good ones behind them that push them, but that it, it's clear. Sometimes it's dangerous when there's not clear-cut starters because you want – the best players to play, right? Maybe you have too many of them. I'm not sure that BYU in the secondary traditionally has that problem, nor do they now. I thought it was interesting that he said, uh, Nick Howell said, we're putting the nickel at risk. We need to stop the run. Basically, I'm not sure that we can run the nickel if we can't stop the run. You want to get the fastest, most athletic guys on the field all at the same time. That's and the hope. That's not always the case with BYU, though. But it's sometimes scheme. you can't. If you know the scheme well and you're decent athletically, you'll play over a good athlete who doesn't know the scheme. Maybe the nickel was to make amends for the fact that there are question marks at the inside linebacker position. So, hey, let's get five defensive backs on the field and we'll go that way, guys that know the defense. But like there, there are still a lot of questions to be answered. Inside linebacker and kicking, still the two questions that I have major concerns with. Well, the, the Bronson-Kafusi situation that Nick talked about as well, with him coming off his mission, his fresh-off-the-mission campaign, where he's playing 10 plays early in the season, all in a pass-rush situation. A game, as opposed to game. playing 50 or 60. So Harvey Lange and Troy Hines are in a similar situation, are, but are they going to be playing 10 plays a game like Bronson was. Bronson was needed. Are Harvey and Troy needed right now the way that Bronson was? Well, Bronson was kind of a backup. Um, remember, Ziggy Ansah kind of exploded, and that's what happened. And so Bronson was just occasionally third down blitzing. He had as many sacks as Ziggy did that year. But I, I wonder how much Harvey Lange is going to play. It looks like there's spots out there. I have huge concerns with the fact that Zach Stout is injured, Manoa Pikula, academics. 
these guys were supposed to, they were the guys out of spring. They were supposed to be the starters against Connecticut. They haven't really played. Bronson Kafusi still nursing a hamstring. Bronco Mendenhall said if by this Wednesday he's not out there, then he'll start to be concerned. Nick Howell is going to call the plays or fire off the bullets, as he referenced in his interview this year. It's all on him now. He, get, he gets to decide what they do. Now, Bronco's big concern for a long time has been BYU giving up the big play off of play action. And he's referenced that uh, a couple of times recently as well. Is is the defense People still run play act? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Is off is the readout. is the defense for BYU set up to still defend that? Like that, it's been let's stop the run, and they've done that very effectively yeah, under Bronco an elite rushing defense. So how does the play action come into play there? That's interesting. You need good DBs that can stay with the guy down the field and a good safety. He I referenced mean, Michael Davis. He, he said, "When you have a guy that fast." You've got to play him. Isn't that interesting? Get him on the field. If he's that fast, we've got to have him on the field. Speed is in everything, though. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we go live with David Nixon, BYU TV analyst, former NFL and BYU linebacker. What did he see, and who does he think is going to start an inside linebacker for the Cougars? Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. The show rolls on from Studio B, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision. That is on BYU Radio, simulcast live each weekday at noon Eastern on BYU TV. You can watch the radio show on television. You can also watch women's soccer. Eight games this fall, including August 25th, the season, uh, the home opener for BYU. It'll be game number two. Uh, they'll play Fullerton the 22nd and then home against Washington State, 7.30 Eastern time, live right here on BYU TV. And BYU Radio. Blue and white game is actually on Wednesday. This, when, as my dad would say, Wednesday. When, Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> I've always appreciated that. What is the biggest headline thus far in BYU football fall camp? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Bridger Hill tweeting in, go fast, go hard, and go deep. Oh, and on your way, please don't get injured or break the honor code. <laughs> hashtag, I believe that we will rise as one. <laughs> <laughs> well cogitated tweet from Matt Bridger it's too Hill. too long for headline. Let's bring in David Nixon, BYU TV analyst, good friend of the program, former NFL guy, and BYU linebacker standout. Uh, how's that for an introduction, David Nixon? I like it. I like it. Let's ask you the question. What's the biggest headline thus far in BYU football fall camp? I think it's uh, speed kills. I, you know, I, I look out there, on the, especially on the scrimmage on Saturday, and I just saw uh, the receivers um, just blazing past that secondary. And I, I think – BYU fans, you know, are going to see an offense that, uh, once again, kind of like you just mentioned, goes deep, and you're going to have receivers that can they can uh, taste them, kind of throw the ball up to, and he, they can run underneath the ball and catch it and and uh, go for some yards. It's it's exciting. I, we haven't had this much speed in a long time. Who are some of the fastest guys in your eyes based on what you saw Saturday? Well, you know, looking at trade, I had no idea. I mean, granted, he is from the Lone Star State. He's from Texas. Of course, you um, dropped that in there. So, so of course, he's a great athlete, and he'll be able to contribute <laughs> of as a freshman. He's a great athlete. Um, I wanted to but, be there, a guy uh, from Texas that's just some big old lineman, like, oh, he's tremendous. He's a great athlete. <laughs> yeah, he's always always a great athlete. But uh, no, I, I was I was really surprised that you know, if you recall that touchdown from Stewart to Trey that uh, got called back. I mean, he ran away from all the DBs, and you, there are some DBs that have some good angles on him that he uh, he still ran away from. So. Uh, you know, and then of course Devon Blackman. You saw him get open and, and uh, have some good catches, especially the one in the end zone. So 
Um, I think it really will be a huge asset to where they can stretch the field, these, uh, these fast receivers, which will then open up that middle for guys like Dev Mahina and um, the check down to the running backs like Adam Hine, things like that that will kind of open up that, uh, that mid-range passing game if Taysom can kind of exploit the, uh, the long-range passing game with these fast receivers. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. We just talked to uh, Nick Howell over the weekend about the mission acclimation period. He, he brought up Bronson Kafusi and said that it was kind of a slow going. You've got to be very careful. Now guys like Harvey Longy and Troy Hines at the inside linebacker position come in. Take us back to what you went through, David, and that acclimation period back into full speed coming off of a mission. What is that like for these guys, and how much can we expect them to contribute? Man, it's it's so tough. I mean, I came home from my mission in January, so I had a good you know six seven months until the season began to to get acclimated. Uh, but you got these guys coming home just a month or two prior, and I can tell you that while their body might feel good now, it, it's pretty much guaranteed they'll start to break down soon. But I have to give credit to BYU's coaching staff. I think they realized over the years that there, there's a better way to kind of implement and kind of reintroduce these these return missionaries back into the program. I remember when I came home, they threw me right in the mix. I was running 40s and running gassers, things like that, with everyone else as if I'd been around for years. Uh, and my body did give out that year. I ended up uh, tearing my groin, and I had some hernia issues and, and things like that. And I, I think after that, the coaches kind of, with along with Coach Omer and Justin McClure, realized, look, we, we've got to take a different approach to it. And um, I, I think it's been successful, but – you know, you look at Troy Hines and Harvey. I, I, you know, you just hope that they can kind of slow things down, um, because unfortunately, your body, when you start to put on weight, um, like these guys will as as the season progresses, put on weight and you keep getting these reps, um, it's kind of inevitable that your body will will fail you unless you continue to really take care of it. Which, which once again, I think the coaching staff is doing a, a good a good job with. Uh, but you just cross your fingers that uh, their bodies can hold up. Well, it's a major advantage, so I don't see what the problem's going to be this year. Right. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. wait. It's not. Bunch of old yeah. men out there, competitive advantage. <laughs> David, Stop it. As a former 32-year-old linebacker, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is it realistic to think that Lange and Hines could actually play and have an impact this year? And, and it sounds like Hines, there's more depth on the outside than inside. Inside's up for grabs right now with Stout and Pikula not actually playing. Yeah, it really is. You know, I was impressed with uh, Hines on the scrimmage. I, I thought he had a you know good use of his hands. He had some good speed out the edge. Um, had that one sack. I, you know, I, I think he can be a major contributor once again. And I tweet this out if he stays healthy. And uh, you know, I, I once again you go back to the missionary um, kind of topic. You just hope that. Uh, really, their, their bodies—they take care of their bodies. You've got to be a pro. They, they've they've got to sit there and do cold pool, hot tub things to get your body ready. You've got to stretch. You know, especially as a return missionary, you've got to make sure you're stretched. Uh, maybe go in 30 minutes before practice and, and stretch instead of sitting around your locker and maybe catching a quick nap or something. You really got to make sure um, you're getting your body warmed up. Um, maybe go out a few minutes early and do extra warm up besides what they already do as a team. So. Uh, this is stuff that, the, once again, the coaching staff is trying to educate these kids. Um, that you can't just run out there. You're, you're not, you know, 16 anymore in high school. You can't just run out there and, and expect to uh, be fine. You've really got to take care of your body. Um, and I think that's the name of the game with this, this BYU team this year. If, if everyone stays healthy, uh, it could be a great year. But uh, as, we, as we've seen, if a couple guys go down, um, it could be tough to replace them. BYU TV football analyst David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Played four seasons in the NFL. You have a a great interest in what's going on at the linebacker position for obvious reasons because that's where you played at BYU. But one of the bigger question marks is who will start at the inside position. Zach Stout has been uh, dubbed one of the guys, but he's banged up. Manoa Pakula has yet to play for various reasons. Who is going to start against Connecticut at the inside linebacker position for BYU? 
you know, I think there's a lot of question marks, obviously, right now with, like what you just mentioned, a couple guys being held out. you got to remember this is still week two of camp. Um, you know, they've still got another two and a half weeks till opening day. Um, so, I, I, you know, the panic button shouldn't be pressing necessarily right now. I, I think those guys, Manoa's got some good reps in last year. Um, Zach, obviously, has been around the program Um but uh, you look at the scrimmage, and there are some new names out there playing ball, but this is the perfect time for those guys to get those reps. So uh, I was impressed with uh, uh, Austin, uh, Austin Heater. Heater. I'm not sure how you pronounce the last Heater. name. Heater. Uh, I was impressed with, with, with him. Um, and then, once again, I, I think when Zach and Manoa come back, you know, I think that middle linebacker spot will be kind of nailed down. But also, Jeremiah looked at Oyer. I, I was impressed with him. I thought he was all over the field. Uh, making plays, and uh, he's he's one of those guys that can kind of move around from outside to inside, and uh, kind of like a Spencer Hadley, uh, where he can kind of be used all over the uh, linebacker core. But um, you know, I, I thought those two guys really stood out to me, and then of course Hines on the outside. Um, so you, you know, you've got the, the starters, Fua, uh, you've got Kafusi, and then once again Manoa. Uh, we'll see what happens with the other position with with Zach or whoever it may be. Um, but I think you know, come UConn. You'll have those four solid linebackers out there, but but once again, these weeks leading up to it, it's all about creating that depth and, and making sure that if one guy does go down for any particular reason, uh, there's there's another guy that can step right in and fill in that hole. We've talked about some questions we have. What's the surest thing in your mind about BYU football's team right now? Uh, that's a good question. The surest thing, I I think what you're going to see, and I saw from the scrimmage, I think it's just that that hustle that Bronco Mendenhall instills in his team, and I, you saw guys running all over the field. Um, you, you saw pursuits from the defense. Offensively, you saw, you saw the offensive line really getting after that D-line. You finally kind of saw that nasty streak coming back in that offensive line, uh, which has kind of been absent for the last few years. I think that's with the help with, uh, obviously, Coach 2J. But also, you know, Coach and I, I remember when he was uh, our offensive coordinator when I was there in 06, 07, um, 08, and he was, he was a, uh, he's a coach that we get on to you, definitely, especially the O-line, because he's a former O-lineman. Um, and he had those nasty old linemen, Travis Bright, Dallas Reynolds, those guys will get after you. And I think you're finally starting to see that in this, this old line. They're starting to kind of get that swagger as offensive line where they've got each other's backs, they've got their quarterbacks back, um, they're going to do anything to do to protect them and, and be a unit. So um, I think you're just going to see that nastiness return and, and that confidence. And, and that's, you know, you saw guys out there making plays. Um, loved Adam Hine. I thought he had a fantastic scrimmage. Saw him hurtling guys, catching passes on the sideline. Um, I think he's going to be a huge asset to, you know, give give Jamal some rest when when the time arises and uh, kind of be that other speed back that uh, you always need. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the obvious headline from Saturday, and that is that wide receiver Nick Kurtz is out with a stress fracture, we assume, for six to eight weeks. We're waiting on details when he meets with a foot specialist today to get the uh, nitty-gritty on that. But what kind of... A, a hole does Nick Kurtz leave, given that he hasn't played a game for BYU yet? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he, he has yet to be tested truly on the field uh, as it comes to any type of game at the D1 level. Um, but, you know, he had been progressing very well throughout camp, and I think Taysom was, uh, was obviously becoming more comfortable with him. So I, I think it is a loss, but you saw the other guys step up, you know, go back to, to Devon Blackman and, and Trey Dye, but then also you had uh, Mitchell Jurgens that uh, had some great catches. So, um, you know, you look at that scrimmage, and, and there were some nice catches, but you got to remember all the guys that had already been held out, Jordan Leslie, 
um, you know, to, to, to name one in particular. Um, you had Mitch Matthews that sat out. So there were, there were some key components that weren't on the field, yet the offense still was able to move the ball. So that's got to give Cougar fans a little bit of uh, confidence that this offense, even though you might be missing a, a key guy like Kurtz that might be out for a few, you know, is going to be out for a few weeks, um, there's guys that are already stepping up and, and kind of seizing the, the opportunity. And, and that's what I saw Saturday is, is uh, you know, those guys realized, look, now's my time to shine, and they took advantage of it. David, Jordan Leslie was held out of the scrimmage. That told me a lot about what the BYU football coaching staff thinks of him. Trey Dye, Devon Blackman, other newcomers, they played. Jordan Leslie did not. What kind of message do you think that sent? I'm with you. I, it's, it's a huge message. Coach Minhall doesn't hold out anybody that uh, you know hasn't proved themselves yet. So I, I do think that uh, Jordan's come in. He's he's acted like he's been here for a few years. He's acted like a veteran um, and and had a, you know been a good example. Picked up the offense well from what I've heard. Um, so you know I, I agree. I think I think that was a big message saying, look, you know you you progressed quite well. Let's let some of these younger guys. You're going to be playing on Saturdays. So let some of these younger guys step up and see what they can do. Uh, prove to us. Um, but you got to remember, camp is long, and Coach Minhall alluded to this last week. He wishes it was almost a week shorter than it is. I agree. Or maybe, maybe even two. And, and it, it's a long camp. So, you know, once again, everyone's kind of looking at this last scrimmage on Saturday and hitting the panic button saying, man, so-and-so wasn't playing. What's going to happen here? Man, we still got a few more weeks to have all this sorted out. If we were T-minus a week away from UConn, I, I'd, I'd probably be a little stressed, wondering who's going to be in there. Um, but I think Coach Minhall and, and his coaching staff know who the starting 11 on each side are going to be, um, and they're kind of helping to, to save those guys uh, because, once again, camp is long. They've still got a long ways to go. Um, and uh, if they can preserve them, make sure nobody else gets injured, uh, then I think they'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, good sign about Leslie. I, I think he obviously he's going to be, be a huge contributor this year. David, we're going to talk to offensive coordinator Robert and I, two-on-one. We'll at least play that interview that we had on Saturday. Uh, he he's an interesting character and has uh, a unique sense of humor. When you played here, what kind of relationship did you have with Coach and I? Man, I had a great relationship with Coach and I, and I still do to this day. When we see each other, we laugh and uh, we have a great time. Oh, he, da- he, David, he, how are you? <laughs> How's it going, David? Yeah, he's he he's honestly a stud. I, I love and I. Whenever they made a decision to bring him back last year, I was I was ecstatic. I think he's a great coach. Um, obviously a great mind, offensive mind. I think he, uh, he only gained more knowledge when he went down there to Arizona and, and was with, with uh, Rich Rodriguez. So um, I, I think uh, he, he's exactly what BYU needs. He, he's, he's got the BYU tradition instilled in him, um, obviously a former player. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Anai. And I think he continues to kind of craft his, his offense around his athletes. And, and I think that's why you've seen so far this camp of Taysom going deep. I mean, there he realizes he's got some speed and he's going to use that as – uh, to their, you know, to the best of uh, the abilities of those guys, and he, he's going to really stretch these defenses. And I, I'm excited to kind of see um, what, what, what's rolled out from here. I alluded to it earlier, you know, in the summer that I think you're going to see kind of a new offense uh, from an eye. You're obviously going to see some of the old stuff, but a new uh, offense. Well, new offense. I mean, in the fact that you're going to see new new faces that are once again stretching that defense, guys going deep, uh, to be able to utilize some of the speed. So I, I, last year we saw a lot of mid-range stuff. Um, a lot of digs across the middle, things like that. But I think you're going to see, um, you know, more deep routes, Hail Marys, things like that, you know. David, you have 18 days to get yourself game face ready for countdown to kickoff. Are you, are you game for this? I'm, I'm 100% in. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to have the season go. I'm, Seriously. I couldn't be more excited. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm super optimistic about this season. I think, 
you know, if these guys uh, all come together as a unit, which which it looks like they are, if, they, if everyone can stay healthy, um, man, I think I, it, especially with the schedule and the home games, things like that that we've got set up, I think it could be a special season, no doubt. Stretch your vocabulary muscles, my friend, because we're right around Get the corner. Get your factor pick ready. <laughs> I like it. Sounds all good. All right. Thanks, David. All right. See you guys. What is the biggest headline thus far in BYU football fall camp? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Y for Life says, the consistent deep pass. 2012 had too many one- to two-yard passes. Happy to hear passes will happen downfield. Deep. Up next, the teased offensive coordinator, Robert and I. What did he have to say? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We are in Radio Vision. We'll be in the BYU Store September 5th. It's a Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Two-hour edition of the show the day before BYU plays at Texas. September 5th, noon Eastern, two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation on location at the BYU Store. Come hang out with us if you're local. If not... Watch the show like you normally do, but this time for two hours. I was waiting for you to say two-hour edition. I know. I know. Two-hour edition. Listen, yo. I read the defense. I took what the defense gave me, and I didn't take it. What's the I biggest did, headline thus far in BYU football fall camp? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Offensive coordinator Robert and I is a very unique character. He has an underrated sense of humor, and I believe a misunderstood sense of humor. We go two-on-one with him, Cougar Camp All Access, right now to find out about his quarterback, his receivers, and what he thinks about the upcoming season. We are getting you ready for the BYU football season with insider access to fall camp. This is Cougar Camp All Access on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to BYU TV. I got thing one and thing two. We just finished with the scrimmage, and we're ready to have at it. All right, go. All right, let's go. Go fast, go hard. Go. Wait, are, are, we, are we supposed to do this for real now? Yeah. With the offensive coordinator, Robert, and I here. Coach, you just wrapped up the first scrimmage of fall camp. We're in Cougar Camp All Access on BYU Sports Nation. You talked a lot about your quarterback, Taysom Hill, made it very poignant that he's, he's improved a lot. What have you seen specifically in Taysom that lets you know, wow, he's, he's made significant improvements? Well, you can usually tell your quarterback's playing at a really good level when he makes a mistake and it doesn't rattle him. And uh, Taysom Hill, is, uh, I think he's at the point in his uh, college career where a mistake here and there is not going to rattle him. A broken assignment by another guy is not going to rattle him. Uh, and that bodes well for a team because you're going to go through peaks and valleys. And when your quarterback is that steady performer and that steady dude and always making plays, nothing rattles him. Wow, does that rub off on everyone else. What kind of loss is Nick Kurtz for a certain amount of time with a broken foot? Uh, you know, uh, Nick Kurtz is doing a really good job, and we look forward to his return. Meanwhile, we got to close rank and play football. Your offensive line uh, was dubbed the most experienced group by a notable college football expert. How have they made progress, and, and what have you seen on the offensive line? Well, uh, experienced group just totally took into account that we'd take a giant step in the offseason. Uh, we took a good step. So now it's our job to take that giant step right now. How uh, exciting for you is it to load up with uh, what seems to be more diverse and talented receivers going into this season? Uh, refreshing. What's refreshing about it? Uh, we have diverse and talented receivers. Who sticks out to you? They all do. And, you know, our, uh, our philosophy is whoever's in, we're going hard and we're going fast. So... 
hey, buckle up your chin strap. You could get called to play a number of spots, and it's kind of what happened today. The speed of the offense in the go fast, go hard mode, it looked like you were at a frenetic breakneck speed in your opening game against Virginia. Then you slowed down and kind of found a rhythm. What kind of a speed are you hoping to run at this year? That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. We've got one speed as fast as we can go. Okay, okay. One speed. Now, maybe we were faster at one point and could not find that the next. Yeah. But uh, no, don't get me wrong. We got one speed. Do you have a specific goal to run a certain amount of plays on the year, and did you meet that goal? Do you want to go faster this year? Uh, I'd just like to run as many plays as efficiently as possible. So, uh, you know, we don't huddle. I do believe that's detrimental to your team culture. Uh, But there are times when we're going to have to go a four-minute, which you milk the clock. So a lot of that is game management. The, B- the BYU bomb squad, that's what the, the wide receivers are, are, are dubbing themselves. Are you, are you okay with that uh, bomb squad title? Hey, every little group has their own culture, and uh, <laughs> that's Coach Holiday and, and, and man, I couldn't, uh, uh, he, that's his deal. They're, they're the bomb squad. Do the coaches have a, a name? The coaching staff? Yeah. I do, uh, I do not know. We're Coach <laughs> Gene Staff BYUers. I want to follow up real quick on something you mentioned. What's, what's detrimental to the team in, in terms of huddling? Well, it's your team philosophy. If you're a huddle, slow down, do that. That's what you do. And you get in the huddle and you slow down. That's what you do. And those guys try to go fast. Well, we're the other way around. We go fast, and then when it's time to work and milk the clock, then we slow down. Thing one? It's really just philosophy. That's all it is. Thing one and thing two, signing off. Cougar Camp All Access with Offensive Coordinator. This guy did not like that, but you're going with that. I'll I'll go with it. I'll go with it. (laughs) I have a name. (laughs) And And his his name is Jerem. That is my name, Dr. Bob. (laughs) I I love the tweet we got a moment ago in reference to that interview. This is awkward. At Denicio. Here, the, yes, the, yes. The, Robert and I is the Greg Popovich of BYU interviews. We sometimes. also we also got uh, a tweet from at McMinn5, thing one and thing two from Dr. Seuss. Nice. So, yeah, the Seuss reference. Okay. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, people feel awkward about that. I don't, I don't feel awkward interviewing Robert and I. Like, I. I do. Why? Because I have to press so hard to get an answer. I have to press so hard. Trust me, it's kind of fun. It's boring th- when the guy's yes. like, oh, we'll take one it's refreshing. Time, you know, it's enjoyable. He's a challenge. How about he How about he said, that's a complete miscalculation. <laughs> but then he kind of answered in favor of what I said. Uh, we diverse, go one speed. Diverse and talented. Thank you. <laughs> Cougar Whip Around hits next. <laughs> Dr. Bob. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by Dexter and De- by DexterLaw.com. Rather, help when you need it most. Read. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the Dexter and Dexter. Okay, welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. You know what time it is. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Receiver Nick Kurtz is out six to eight weeks, yo, with a stress fracture in his left foot. He sat out of Saturday's scrimmage in a boot. Kurtz is seeing a foot specialist today. Speedy recovery. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy had a pass breakup in his NFL preseason debut against the Cleveland Browns as the Lions won 13-12. He almost got Johnny Manziel, too. Twice! There are three weeks in the preseason for other Cougars to ensure their spots on NFL rosters. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished at 400 in the PGA Championships yesterday, tied for 33rd. 
That puts him 46th in the FedEx Cup standings. Spencer, back to you. Rory McIlroy continues to dominate post-girlfriend breakup. Yep. Championship. Three straight tournament wins, two of the majors. He's won three of the four majors now. That's the anti-BYU model, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Is it? I don't know. Hurry, get married! Yeah, yeah, okay. Future guests include Tim Twentyman of the DetroitLions.com. He is the guy, the insider. We're going to ask him about Kyle Van Noy and when when we can expect Ziggy to get back into the full swing of things. Wednesday, Glenn Kozlowski as we revisit 1984, as we always do on Wednesdays. That's going to be fun. And And Thursday, (gasps) Jim Jenkins will join us as they prepare for Spain. Women's going basketball. That's awesome. Glenn Kozlowski gets brought up in every 1984 interview <laughs> we do. Like everyone's like, "Oh, Koz, man, yeah, Cut he old. always wanted the ball." He would have told you that he had 180 <laughs> catches that year. He's the pop-off guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait to talk to him. Glenn Kozlowski joins us on our 1984 look back on Wednesday. I love those Wednesdays. Those are fun. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and it goes. To the horse that carried Jeterius Gully at 6'3", 325 pounds. <laughs> Zach Nyborg, the uh, director of football operations, tweeted this photo. Uh, this is at Broncos, uh, a photo, Broncos house. Uh, we'll retweet it. Uh, Jeterius Gully is on a horse <laughs> of Broncos in his backyard in American Fork. So uh, we give the rise shout to that horse. I, I partially want to give it to Jeterius, too. Oh, yeah. For- Great. For he's learning from how to ride the Hoover, horse. Hoover, Alabama. He's it's at awesome. Coach's house on a horse. Yeah, he's a good sport. He's a fan favorite. Jeterius Gully. People love that guy. Like, he's the East-West All-Star, like, name rep for BYU. Jeterius <laughs> Gully. I'm excited to see him play. At I Do Rock the Y on Twitter. This is great. Two-on-one. This is from the Robert and I uh, interview. Yeah. Two-on-one. And I point tally. Robert and I, three. Spencer Linton, one. Jerem Jordan, negative four. Negative four. Hashtag BYU Bomb Squad. Hashtag coaching staff BYUers. Yes. That, I asked him if they had a specific name for the coaching staff. <laughs> that yeah. was what he gave me. N- nicely done. Always fun. And thanks to our guests today. Nick Cal, David Anixon, David Anixon, and, Bo- and Dr. Bob, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand at BYUsportsNation.com and BYUtv.org slash DVR. Join our conversation whenever you like using the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Mike Lacey. Take that, Texas A&M. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern, in beautiful radio vision. Bump the wall.